if you can have a space that is organized, that is bright and open, that does feel energetic and collaborative, why not create that if you have the ability to do so? Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My next guest is an award-winning interior designer, and her passion for interior design extends far beyond making spaces beautiful, comfortable, or even simply functional. She firmly believes in the abilities of spaces to change our lives. And she knows that our environment can shift the way we feel and the way we function at a deeper level. For workspaces to inspire our productivity, for sanctuary spaces to provide us rest and to restore our very spirit as we return from long days in a sometimes cluttered, stressful and draining world, her design mission is to create inspiring spaces and work cultures which reflect the creativity, innovation and collaboration that occurs in the company. She is driven by the fact that space matters, remarkable design is essential, and thoughtful planning will inspire extraordinary results. I have with me Nikki Klug. Nikki, thanks for coming on the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Tommy. Nikki, I wanted to get you on the show today because you're an interior designer and one of your design practices is called Money Spaces, which focuses on creating spaces to help our entrepreneurs get into that money mindset. So I wanted to dive deeper into that specifically. But before we do that, are you able to tell us a little bit about yourself and how that all began? Sure, sure. So I've been designing all of my life, but really technically and officially for the past 19 years. I started my career in Palo Alto, California, around the San Francisco Bay Area, and business was great. It wasn't until we moved to San Diego, California, it happened right around the crash that I realized, oh my gosh, I really know nothing about business. (laughs) I had gone from client to client because of referrals, and I essentially walked into a job. But learning how to market myself and how to have systems and processes All of that took like a village to teach me inside of some entrepreneurial communities. Mm -hmm. I was able to learn these various ways that I needed to shift and adjust so that I really could grow a business and market and sell even in a, you know, suffering economy. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, speaking became an essential key to, you know, being out in front of people, getting out in front of audiences that may, you know, hopefully if we've done our market research, put us in front of the right people or may not, you know, help grow the business. Well, this one opportunity came about to speak in front of 350 to 400 business women and in thinking about what is it that they really could use that I have to offer. And that's when Money Spaces was born out of a desire to speak to this group of women and to serve them because they were entrepreneurial minded. It's like, what about interior design is going to help them be successful in their businesses? When you started introducing the Money Spaces approach, how was it tested? And then obviously understanding that it is a method that works. How did you approach introducing that to your uh, business? 
Right. So I was my own first test case mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again in, in that time span between moving and having a business that wasn't going anywhere because we were in the, in the middle of this, you know, really hard time. And I would get an opportunity and I would crash and burn, you know, it's like, what is happening? Why is this not working for me? And what I found is that one, I was disorganized. Two, I was lacking confidence. Three, I didn't have my mind on the prize. Like I didn't have a vision of where I wanted to go and what I wanted for my company. And so, you know, looking at myself, looking at evidence-based design, knowing what my fellow entrepreneurs are also suffering with, helped me pull together these various pieces that now make up the money space to help you overcome, to help you really connect with your vision and some just, some very tactical things that also put you in the right money mindset and in the right ownership and power and command of your space and thus your life. I love how you mentioned, you know, it comes down to the getting organized, understanding mm-hmm. that you need to have the confidence and then also having a vision. Yeah. Those three things together compounded is great to just get you clarity in, in the direction that you want, just not just for your business, but for yourself as well. Absolutely. Yeah, those were key elements. We also look at something that I had been already doing for my full service design clients and understanding how that affects us in our offices. And that's the use of color. That's the use of scent, uh, lighting, um, ergonomics, all these various elements come together and they create a space that is like tailored to you as a business owner. I think you've just answered my next question, but do you think there's a direct correlation in terms of good interior design and stress management and productivity? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we can look at some of the big guys, you know, we can look at Google, we can look at Apple and think about the millions, if not billions of dollars that they spend on creating environments for their teams. You know, this is a really big deal. I mean, set aside the fact that some of these companies have started in basements or garages Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you don't have to overcome that hurdle. If you can have a space that is organized, that is bright and open, that does feel energetic and collaborative, why not create that if you have the ability to do so? I recently read a document, you know, talking about Google and open plan living that one of the design elements was understanding room temperature and in certain spaces and corridors has Mm -hmm. to be a certain temperature because that affects people's productivities. And that's, I find that really interesting because first of all, it's quite hard to measure stuff like that, but it's also a very good design element in theory. Um, But just Mm -hmm. trying to understand how that works in practice is quite tough. Right, right. Because you can have a range, you know, even when we think about ergonomics and how people relate to a space, there's an average human body, you know, there's a a range and a spectrum that you, if you fall within this, then you're, you know, you're capturing 80, 90% of the population. So that's how you would think in terms of that corridor space, you know, that one temperature that's going to hit different people, even in their own individual experiences, it's going to really work for them. And how long have you been running your own design practice for? So I've been running my own practice for 16 years now. Okay, fantastic. And within the 16 years, there must have been some key challenges. Obviously, you, you're talking about the, the crash before and you know, understanding how to be a business owner and also being a salesperson. But mm-hmm. are there key challenges in terms of maybe changes in style or technology or maybe even just consumer sentiment that came through in the 15 years? 
Right. So in the last 15 years, I would say that growing my team has been one of the most amazing parts of my business, but also one of the most challenging. And so helping our team members have uh, ways to communicate. So we use a project management system that is so crucial and it helps with the digital clutter. If you will imagine, you know, yes, our physical spaces can be cluttered, but our digital spaces can be really cluttered and overwhelmed and stressful too. And having that project management system and streamlining our emails, streamlining our communications, having templates and scripts even for emails, this has all helped us be a lot more efficient and a lot, you know, release a ton of stress. So we're not recreating the wheel every time and we don't have missing or misplaced information. Yeah, I love that you're talking about digital spaces and digital clutter now. You know, this is a, the, the new way that we have to think in terms of uh, virtual living and uh, working from home. Yeah. So it's fantastic to see that you're introducing these intangible, not seen virtual environments. Right, that's also important. I mean, there are tons of things that affect us that we don't see, but it can be measured. It can be measured in time lost. Did you know that? executives and entrepreneurs spend six years of their lives looking for missing things, whether physical or digital, those minutes in those moments add up. And it's like, oh my gosh, imagine the amount of sleep I could have gotten or the amount of work I could have gotten accomplished if, if only I knew where things were located. So digital color is a big deal in our office. And we really, you know, seek to help other entrepreneurs and executives and leaders to manage that better. Talking about the current environment as well, COVID-19, um, we know that you know there's, it's slowed the economy down. Some jobs have, have been lost and I guess the, the, the world has been reset. How has that impacted your business and have you had to pivot at all? So, you know, it was a pivot per se. We focused more on money spaces. We had been doing it already, but we knew that we had an answer that others needed. And so really more so out of a desire to help others, we decided to focus more so on money spaces than we ever had before. But again, we've been doing it for six years already. And we had a couple of projects that paused, you know, we were complete with the design phase and we were going to be moving into construction. Mm -hmm. So while while our business hasn't necessarily lost, it you know had has been deferred, you know, and then we had another major project that was still full steam ahead. It slowed down a little bit because it was in the middle of permitting, and so those governmental offices were closed. But that is in full swing again now. So we foresee that COVID will be here for a while. We'll be managing working from home. So we are dedicated to continuing to serve people in their current needs. So Money Spaces, tell us what it's all about. And, you know, if if um, an in individual, an entrepreneur would like to approach you in terms of understanding Money Spaces, what would it be all about? So our way to introduce it to a larger audience was to create a challenge. <laughs> People love challenges. They love knowing that every day they'll have something different and unique to do that's going to help them get one step closer to their goal. So we created a five day create my money space challenge and we opened this to our client base and our friends, our family said, come join us. Let me walk you down this path to show you how, you know, you may not think you have a space in your home 
home that's suitable, but I can help you find that corner, that extra room, that dining room table, wherever it is that's going to be the most productive for you in our current environment. Uh, what is that? Let's get to it and let's make the best of what we have. And with the current environment, people have been forced to work at home. And mm -hmm. so they don't necessarily have the perfect environment or certain perfect spaces for them to actually work from home. So this is, a, I think, a great in initiative, um, especially for myself as well. You know, I, I do have a dedicated space for my side hustle, which is the podcast, mm -hmm. but then also mm -hmm. trying to understand that this space is for my side hustle and this space is for work can yes. get a bit, a bit difficult as well. Yes, no, I understand that. And I feel like, you know, we as creatures of habit, the fewer things that our brain has to think about and process, the better, because we can burn out, you know, our brains in a day with all just like decision overload. So having a space that is dedicated to your podcasting, your brain, whether you know it or not, it's automatically going into podcasting mode, you know? Yep. And so setting the, up those separate spaces and making the differentiation really does help you um, be more efficient with your time and your energy. So kudos to you, Tommy, for knowing that those need to be separated. And as much as we possibly can, we should keep those separated. We had people that were in the challenge that were working from their bedrooms. And it was like, oh no, you know, if you can at all help it, don't have your desk in your bedroom because your brain is not, doesn't have this real clear cut way to disconnect from work. And so you're not resting as well as you could be. Well, the second challenge, the second run of the challenge, they came back and they're like, okay, okay, I'm ready to find the different space. Cause now that you've said it, I've noticed my brain is not shutting off. I'm not able to close down my work. I do find that I'm working, you know, longer at my job than I'm supposed to, you know, as managers, I'm not getting paid for that extra work. That work's always going to be there. And as an hourly employee, you know, I'm not able to take that overtime or whatever the situation is. So I was really happy to see people saying, okay, I'd rather, you know, have this dual station in my dining room or my kitchen table to be able to set up, be ready for work and then close it all down and be done for the day. So yeah, separation of space is really important. Talking about good practices and spaces, when it comes to interior design, is there anything else that, you know, for our listeners listening now, if they wanted to have an immediate effect or that quick fix, is there anything they can kind of implement to help them boost productivity? Yeah, so I think that many entrepreneurs, if they've been on this journey for a while, have realized and understood the power of why. Like, why are you doing this? What are your goals? What's your vision for yourself, for your life, for your family? And so I like to make a visual connection, a, an actually, actually a visceral connection to an image that represents that why for you. And one of the things that we do in our money space is that we have our goals directly in our line of sight throughout the day so that you can connect with those. And so it's like those images are pulling you into your amazing future. Future. And um, and so these images can't, you know, just be a nice vacation. Okay, yeah, a nice vacation. That would be great when we can travel again, right? <laughs> but there's a reason, there's a deeper reason why that's important to you. Like, let's connect to that deeper reason and let's have that be a way to keep you motivated and positive and going throughout the day. So finding your big why and attaching a, an image that you can then display on uh, your wall in front of you would be one of the most important things that someone can do right now for themselves. 
Yeah, I love that you're saying that because I've implemented something very similar and they're actually right behind the camera on, on the wall here. Awesome. And I, I have three whiteboards. I have one, which is my current financial situation. So you have uh -huh. the current state. And uh -huh. on the right side is my vision board where I want to go. Yeah. Yes. And then and then some things that I need to do now to kind of bridge that gap. Because I, I need to kind of see that line of sight, like what you're saying. So it, it makes it that much more achievable for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Congratulations, yeah. Tom. You've already yeah. had this happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so that's, that's something that I've, I've been um, trying, to, trying to focus on because, you know, there's that future state, which is fantastic. But if you're not focusing on the now and appreciating on what's happening now, you kind of tend to always be on that that forward thinking which is which isn't always the best right we have there are definitely steps in between now and the future and mm. so i love that you have that gap you're you're showing how you can bridge that gap between the two mm -hmm. and so what are some of the ways that you manage stress and, and pressure um with job or maybe internal or you know uh, the life in general yeah that's really great so one of the things that we do is we bring in aromatherapy so lavender can be very calming and soothing but i also like sandalwood it's a very sensual smell um, a little spicy citrus can bring in energy and make you feel more energetic you know your nutrition is really important so i think of like vitamin d right now so many of us are inside and and maybe we'll go out to exercise or maybe we're just still like ah under the covers but uh getting that essential vitamin d those sun rays is like crucial and if you're not doing that taking vitamin d supplement is important too mm -hmm. so I love people. So I like hanging out with girlfriends, even if it's on Zoom, even if it's, you know, Zoom karaoke, which now we do every Saturday night as a group of us. Yep. Finding those ways to, again, appreciate what we have now, know that this isn't going to last forever, but what can I do in this moment to support myself until we get to the other side of this current situation? So yeah, it, I would say stay positive, but I also know that we need to be real with ourselves and stay in touch with our emotions. And if we need to seek professional help, let's do that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, try some things that are, are able to manage yourself at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talking about stresses and pressures of the current situation mm -hmm. as well. We know that America has been hit with, you know, on top of COVID-19, the Black Lives Matters movement. Mm -hmm. How has that impacted yourself, both personally and business, being a person of color? Right, right. That is definitely a part of my life and a part of my reality. So initially, when things started, you know, becoming so forward in in our news, it, it took a toll on me, you know, mentally, emotionally, even physically. And so I... I had to take a step back. I had to regroup and I had to decide, you know, I had been vocal on my social media about various things ever since uh, Trayvon Martin. That was the first time that at the same time, we also had social media that something, you know, so horrifying happened in the black community at the hands of others. And so I have four sons. You, you don't know that about me, but I have four sons. They're mm -hmm, young mm -hmm. men now, um, but at the time they were the same age as Trayvon Bar Martin. So I had been vocal on my social media, but I would still kind of like, 
I wrote an article and I said, you know, I realized I was hiding in the sea of voices. You know, I would really only speak out when other people were speaking out. In my profession of interior design, there are a few black interior designers and uh, my client base is so, you know, it's, it's a, I have a variety of clients. And again, I love people. So it, it wasn't an issue or a problem for me, but I felt like my voice being heard and speaking up specifically about black matters could push people away, you know, or make them feel uncomfortable to decide that I was their designer because it is such an intimate relationship when you're, you know, doing a whole house together. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was a little, I had to decide, you know, what I'm okay with. Am I going to be okay with not saying anything? when the sea isn't, you know, all raging together, the sea of voices, am I going to be okay to say something? And if I lose a client, oh, well, I had to decide that for myself. And I did decide that, you know, I am going to be vocal. When something happens, I'm saying something. When something's not happening, I'm saying something. And I won't hide and only speak up when we have these outbursts. Um, I'm so happy to see that Portland has continued and has not let up the stand for justice, as I'm sure so many other areas, you know, we have pockets that I'm sure we don't always see. Mm. I personally started a letter writing campaign Mm -hmm. That was my way of giving back. That was how I brought myself out of this funk of, you know, overwhelm of like, this isn't ever going to change of this is so unfair. Why are we still here? My way of participating was to start a letter writing campaign. And so my friends and I wrote thousands and thousands of letters to mayors and chiefs of police across the country. So we called it the Million Letter Movement. And it was really good to work together, you know, in these pockets of teams, Black, white, Asian, natives. I mean, it was a very diverse group of people that came together and said, this is our, our, you know, our way of helping. This is, you know, the least we could do is donate and give our time to help organize this and write the letters and do the research and pull together statistics and recruit our friends. And so it actually, it was very healing to see that it's not just me by myself, that so many of my friends really are friends and really do care about the safety of my sons and myself and others and are willing to stand up and do something about it. And it, it all comes back down to your why as well, isn't it? You know, your business is a rep representation of yourself, your vision, what it is that you want for the world. So it shouldn't just be about the bottom line and the finances that come through. You know, some people, I know that a lot of social media influencers are happy to voice an opinion. And, you know, I've seen some stats of their following just drop immediately once I make a statement. But for them, you know, they'd rather do that than just live on being a, a false identity or not standing up for what they believe in. So thank you for sharing your story. And I, I hope you get to that 1 million letter because that's that's action rather than just a voice, you're actually doing something. So, you know, I, I hope that you know, it, it's not just the black people, sorry, people of color bonding together or, or joining forces, but it's the rest of the world kind of seeing what's happening and understanding that paradigm has to, has to change. I, I tell you, I was most encouraged after I started seeing video clips of people in you know various countries around the world that said, you know, wow, this is 
this is horrible. This has got to change. And, and we're standing with Black Lives as well. And so that was very encouraging. So thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an, an education piece, isn't it? And sometimes we have to look outside of the media to see all the good that's happening. Otherwise, we get that, that false negative understanding of what's actually really happening. So true. Talking about, you know, core values and, and mission for yourself, where do you see Nikki in terms of the personal branding, the business in the next 12 to 24 months? Well, in the next year to two years, I definitely see us continuing to serve in multiple areas, in money spaces, in design, you know, kitchens, baths. I think we are going to have this surgence of a kind of a reinvention of how we look at our spaces in these changing times. We're going to look at, say, you know, some homes don't have a mud room per se. They don't have an area where you can leave the germs from the outside world and then safely enter your home. I think that more homes are going to expand the, on the idea of the mud room. And um, we're going to look at how we entertain and how we, you know, associate with our friends and our families. Are we going to continue to make Panera Bread or <laughs> Starbucks our, our neighborhood library, you know, or are we going to come more into the home and bring others in that we trust and that we know so that we can have intimate conversations and gatherings without the fear of outside germs. Mm -hmm. So I, I see it, I see our world changing um, in, in many ways for the better. Yeah, yeah. And I think being in the forefront of interior design, you can understand some of the things that are already happening in terms of consumer sentiments, uh, the, the new world. And, it, and it's, it's a great approach, I think, that you're already looking at the future to understand mm -hmm. what you can do now so that we, when they get to that point, everything's implemented. It's that new lifestyle that they can um, bring forward. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Have you found it tough because your business is a, a personal brand? Nikki Klug design. Have you found it hard in terms of expanding that personal brand and then also employing staff under at the same time? That's a great question because you're right. The homeowners, the clients expect to get you. And I have finally, I feel, figured out and worked out ways that the client does get me and the team can support. So we have two other designers on staff and they help me with creating the designs. I set the direction, you know, the design direction, we do the problem solving together, and then they fill in supportive roles of resourcing and coordinating. It's funny because I don't think many people realize that the design, the visuals that you see that maybe was 20% of the time and the work and energy and effort that went into creating that space. There's so many points of coordination and communication that happens to bring that vision to life. So that's where I'm able to spread myself and grow in other ways is to have this really clear vision and communication with my team so that they understand my vision and then they help and go make it all happen. Mm, and it's, it, it's all about that the concept of opportunity cost, isn't it? It's that, you know, the time you spend operating on the things that don't really matter, you can be spending actually doing the doing for your clients. So yeah. that, that's just, you know, for many people, um, business 101, but it's very hard to understand that concept for new entrepreneurs who are just starting, who want to do everything by themselves. Yes, especially for 
creatives or for really highly technical people, you know, we tend to think we have to do everything from A to Z. But I've learned just in the past couple of years that what it, where is the magic? Like, let me be involved with the magic and the all, all the other pieces, you know, they can be put in place by others. And that has been a hard lesson to learn. But in order to grow, which we have in past years, that was the key that was, I was the bottleneck to everything. <laughs> yeah. Talking about that, a couple of years ago, I did some work supporting a photographer mm -hmm. as a secondary photographer. And mm -hmm. one of the tests that we had to do was understanding her philosophy in how she would approach taking photos and editing photos. And the final test was basically, okay, let's get two photos together. You edit the photo and then I edit the photo. And then let's see how similar the final edit is. Um, oh. And, you know, it wasn't exactly the same, but we can understand the, the philosophy that came through um, and she was happy with the end result. So that's, that, awesome. that's when things change, right? Because it's like, well, I can let you do what you need to do and I'm happy with the final result. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. Good, good. Awesome. Nikki, is there anything you'd like to speak about that I've forgotten to mention? Um, gosh, no, I, I think we've covered a lot. I think we've touched on a lot of really important and key pieces to running a business to, you know, to overcome stress to, you know, to really create a life that you love. I used to have a motto of work hard, play hard. You know, I used to go hard at work and then party really hard. I, I kind of transitioned now. I, I take better care of myself. I get better rest. I'll shut my laptop down at a, a you know respectable hour. I won't work all night and burn my eyeballs out. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate that I've grown that way. And in actuality, I get more done because I feel better throughout the day. And I still work with my own circadian rhythm, you know, but I just don't push the edges and burn the candle at both sides anymore. So I would... I, would bring up, you know, take caring, taking care of yourself and enjoying life as you build one that, that, you know, is on your vision board and, and the life that you love, like it starts now. Mm -hmm. And it's all about understanding what it is that we want. Um, and some of those things change, you know, before it's about the financial gain. So the more you work, the more you make. Now it's about what well, do I need to make that much? You know, now it's about, am I happy of just relaxing and listening to my bodies? sometimes taking a day off, you know, that's the thing that we appreciate now. So it's great to see you, you know, things have changed and you're moving forward for the better. Nikki, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your story. I wish you massive success in terms of personal branding and your business for the future. Thank you so much for having me, Tommy. I really appreciate it and enjoyed this. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning into the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at thestresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.